Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the latest out podcast. So we're talking NFL football, and uh, it's actually happened. The season is officially over, and we're going into playoff football. I would say, can you believe it? But I've been saying it for an entire season, so I can certainly believe it. What I can believe is that there are some amazing subscribers out there in the cookie cast world you too can join the cookie cast faithful and become one of our lovely subscribers wherever you get in your podcasts right here we go this is cookie cast a laces out podcast Recording in progress. Well, that can only mean one thing. Uh, it's NFL football. And uh, the one week where it it's actually true, when I say season's basically over at this point, the season is over at this point. The season is over. Over, ladies and gentlemen. Um, because of that, we thought, what better way to celebrate the end of a season by getting a champion of a man to come and join myself and my glamorous co-host. A few audio listeners, he is here. He's, uh, he's muted because he hates how I tell him every week that the season's basically over and this week it's true. Uh, the co-host with the co-most, Paul Williams, is here riding shotgun with me. But we brought in the champ. The people's champion, some would say. That's right. Champion of the Fantasy League, Stuart Woodmancy. Is this a is this a First time ever for you, Stu, as a champion. It is. It is a it is a first time ever. Thank you for having me on. In, How does it feel? Uh, in, in week ball weeks. So, how does it feel to be at the top? I mean, expensive when you've got to buy, essentially buy your own trophy, eh, Paul? Just, uh, just, just saying that, Kamish, is the. Uh... So it's all, it's all right. Paul doesn't. Paul doesn't know. It's fine. Listen, everybody knows that we'll get a trophy. Season, I win it. <laughs> so never it's then. All yeah. in your, it's all in your own best interest. Just let me win. I think. Just saying. I, let's put it this way. I think we'd all rather go without a trophy. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> hey. So, um, season's over. Um, one of my favourites. Um, obviously, I, I for the last few years, I've been using a, a, a thing of. When it gets to you know the week after the Super Bowl and we do the Super Bowl roundup, I always talk about uh, putting my toys away for another for another year. Uh, and on Sunday, I saw a post about uh, it's time to put Scott Hansen back in his box until autumn, and I was like, "That's that's brilliant, that's brilliant." Uh, I saw another one which was the end of whichever Fast and the Furious uh, with uh, with Paul Walker's character in in one car and Vin Diesel's 
character in the other car, but they'd superimposed Scott Hansen's face over Paul Walker and then had Red Zone driving off one way and Vin Diesel driving off the other. Uh, it's a sad, it's a sad time because, as I say every week, season's basically over, but the season is over. But some might say this is where it really begins because it's playoff football time when the real juicy games come in and a game featuring the Eagles. But we'll get to that. So... I was going to make a joke of that sort of bill because I was going to say it's when the creme de la creme come to play and the 49ers somehow manage to uh, find themselves in the post as well. But you know, that's it's just... You know, what it is. I'd, I'd done a, I, I'd started a joke with Paul earlier today, but I realised that the setup was a hell of a lot more than I was prepared to commit to it. But uh, the punchline was going to be the Cowboys, uh, as it usually is. Um, so, <laughs> where should we start? We're going to spend 10 minutes congratulating Stu on his first fantasy football win. Uh, we can, you know, break down his season, game after game, win after win. Um, or we can just take this opportunity to say congratulations to you, Stu, on your first fantasy football win. May there be many, many more. Uh, condolences to the uh, the friendliest giant in town, the JF Juggernaut. Um, fought to the very end. And uh, Matt and Rob... Who had to, in the end, take that take that back seat to the uh, to the uh, the other two? I'm afraid. So there we go. Fantasy is over. Now it's time to talk reality. Playoff football. So we've still got games to predict. So we've brought our champion in to predict from a guest perspective. And uh, myself and Paul will be predicting from a host slash co-host perspective. Um, did manage to get the stats mistress uh, to do her duties by finding us the tastiest, juiciest stats that there is. And what a week. To look at stats. What a week of just complete upset. Left, right and centre. Yeah, but but also we're going to... I get the feeling that we might enter dangerous WWE levels of territory with the first ever week 18 slate of games, etc, etc. But speaking of Week 18 games, why don't we go through last week's 18? Yeah. Do it. That sounded weird because there isn't 18 games. There were 16 games, but it was Week 18, comma, games. So, obviously, for those who listen to the podcast on a regular basis, they'll be aware that, obviously, myself and Andy, regular, regular contributors to the predictions, we also had three guest predictions last week from Matthew Moore, uh, and then a first time ever, sorry, husband and wife prediction off uh, from Mark and Katie Wilkin. So, 
16 points to play for, but who will get that all-important all overall point to add to the season's prediction points. So, the games in order, we had the Kansas City Chiefs outlasting the Denver Broncos. We had the Dallas Cowboys rinsing the Philadelphia Eagles. Although, to be fair to the Eagles, they basically rested most of their stars as they couldn't improve their um, their playoff position. So, didn't really want to risk people like Jalen Hurts, people like that. Uh, the Browns outlasted the Bengals um, in probably what was a bit of a an out, a bit of a uh, not shock as such, but a bit of a, a bit of an upset. But again, the Bengals arrested some of their uh, some of their main players uh, in preparation for the playoffs ahead. Um, biggest shock of the week, probably the Lions taking down the Packers. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers played the majority of that game as well. Or certainly seemed to play at least the first half. Yeah, he, he, he um, was definitely there. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of love on the field. I know that much. Ah, uh, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Oh dear! All they had to do was win one of their last two games to get into the postseason. Uh, and they couldn't beat either the Raiders or the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, the curse, the curse of Jacksonville for the Indianapolis Colts seems to be a very real thing. So, we, I we, say, we talked about that last week. And I think we were both in the camp of, I, I get that it's a stat. I get it's a thing. I get that, you know, there was a lot riding on like that game had implications for other games and stuff. But it's the Jags. But apparently, when you say, but it's the Jags playing the Colts, apparently that has a completely different meaning. Like, watching like the two games that you've just mentioned as well, the, the um, Jags game and then the, the Lions game before it, like... Not only was there the thing about the other teams getting into the playoffs, but what was this weird hokey cokey nonsense? It's like you're not supposed to win. You're supposed you're supposed to be looking for that first draft pick surely by this point. And they kept like splitting that between them that like over the course of the night. It was very back and forth. It was strange. Um obviously the with the Lions and the Jags both winning, it just made absolutely no difference to the uh, the draft order. The Jags ended up with the number one overall pick. So they will be picking first. In, that was possibly uh, at the end of that Jags game, though, the most sort of condescending piece of commentary I've ever heard. What a week for the Jags! They finally managed to win, and they get the first draft pick. Is this, is this like just get the knife just in, just at the end, just to be like ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, top level banter. <laughs> we continue with the Washington Football Team in what could be their last ever performance as the Washington Football Team. Good. I can hear, if I listen carefully, I think I might hear Amy Brinton just thanking her lucky stars. Can't wait until the 2nd or the 3rd of February and uh, it gets announced as their full-time name moving forward. Um, they managed to get a win against the New York Giants. Um, we had the Vikings taking care of business against the Bears. Um, is, is, it, obviously, just jumping ahead a little bit, is there anything in the stats about people losing their jobs I can have a look at the overalls um, obviously it's uh, 
Are we allowed to say Black Monday these days? No, well, on the, on the Around the NFL podcast, they referred to it as New Horizons Monday. Ah. Because rather, yeah. than look at, rather than look at the negative, they look at the positive of, well, now these people are open to explore new avenues and things like that. Uh, but yeah, this was a matchup between teams who afterwards, or on, on the following day, um, relieved their head coaches of, the, of their duties. Um, but it was the Vikings who managed to pull out the win in the end. Uh, we had the Titans taking care of business against the Texans to wrap up the number one seed. Um, the Steelers eventually managed to take care of business against the Ravens and then had to uh, play the waiting game to, to see whether they would make the postseason. Um, the 49ers beat the Rams. The Buccaneers thoroughly smashed the, uh, the Panthers. Uh, I think it started a bit slow in that one. I thought the uh, the Panthers had, had their number for a little for about the first sort of like period or the first the first quarter or two, which I thought was not to shoe on the fantasy thing back in, but um, that was one of the games that was slow. And like having Tom Brady as your quarterback in fantasy is a little bit like toilet training a toddler in the sense of the whole time you're watching it, nothing happens. The second you look away, bombs everywhere. What a lovely, lovely thought. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, finishing off then, we've got the uh, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals, which was a bit of a shock. The Dolphins beat the Patriots, which on paper was a bit of a shock, but in hindsight probably wasn't that much as the as the Dolphins, I think, have beaten them something like four straight times now. Um, the Saints beat the Falcons. Uh, but were eliminated from postseason contention with that 49ers win against the Rams. Uh, the Bills beat the Jets to win the AFC East and uh, go into the postseason as one of the, uh, the higher seeded teams. And then we came to the win and in game between the Chargers and Raiders, or tie and both go to the dance. And it came down to the final kick of overtime for the Raiders to punch their ticket to the postseason and uh, send the Justin Herbert fan brigade into uh, mothballs for the summer or the, the winter, I suppose. But yeah, those, uh, those shirts can be uh, safely put back in the closet for another seven months or so to be dusted off in September. So, 16 games in total. In reverse, well, in reverse order, it is reverse order. So, in, in last place, with seven out of 16 picks correct, making her debut in a uh, predictions capacity, it is Katie Wilkin. We then have a three-way tie for second place, or fourth place, Depending on which way you want to look at it. Um, but with 8 out of 16 picks correct, it is guest predictors Matthew Moore, Mark Wilkin, and podcast host Mr. Andrew Cook. Correct. So, getting another point towards the overall total for the year, for the season. It is, it is myself with 9 out of 16 picks correct. We did take a tiebreaker question down, which was uh, because Andy and Matt both had the exact same picks. 
So if they, if they were needed, the we asked for the tiebreaker, which was the final score in the Chargers Raiders game. Um, you you were both closer than I actually thought in the, in the end. I think it was in the mid thirties. Was it thirty six, thirty three, something like that, or thirty five, thirty two? Yeah. Um, Andy went for forty one, thirty nine, Chargers. Uh, whereas Matt went 45-35 charges. But yes, getting the point was myself, which put me on 9.5 points for the season. The guest collectively had 6.5 points for the season, and Andy, just the two points for you, I'm afraid. It's disgusting. Uh, room for improvement for next season, though. That's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So yes, that's, that, was, that was week 18's games in a nutshell although that nutshell was, was quite large so apologies that that took so long but um, we'll wrap up week 18 in a nice with a nice big bow on it by discussing some of the stats that came out from week 18 juicy juicy stats and those juicy stats are going to be shared amongst us a nice round number of 12 stats for the week for a piece I believe Stu, you are second. Okay. And Paul will finish us off. So, credit to Nate Davis of USA Today, and of course, credit to the stats mistress doing her stat mistress duty. This is the final week of regular season stats. I would ask for a moment's silence, but having seen that video of uh, of Antonio Brown asking for a moment's silence for himself, um, I, I can't go down that route, I'm afraid. So let's just get on with it. The first is, um, is anybody surprised? It's about a little known game called the Colts Jags. How to explain Sunday's un- Forgivable 26-11 Colts lost to the Jaguars in Jacksonville, where, amazingly, they haven't won since 2014. Now, a team that appeared primed to potentially do significant damage in the playoffs prematurely heads into an off-season where many will openly wonder if the Carson Wentz trade... And it will now cost Indy its 2022 first rounder was worth it. I uh, saw something today, some uh, speculation about uh, Wentz's future. Um, who knows? Uh, the, the second stat is a doozy. And it's the obligatory Brady update. The 44-year-old Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback joined Drew Brees as the only players with multiple 5,000-yard passing seasons, and TB12 also surpassed Peyton Manning as the oldest player to pace the league in passing yards, career-best 5,316, and touchdown throws 43. Manning was 37 when he managed the feat in 2013 for Denver. Lastly, with the advantage of a 17th game, Brady swiped Breeze's single-season record for completions, 471, by hoisting 485. 
TB12 also kept slinging it in Sunday's 41-17 rip job of the Carolina Panthers, refusing to sit until his longtime buddy tight end Rob Gronkowski reached reception and yardage figures sufficient to trigger $1 million in bonus money. Uh, today I saw the video of the uh, point in time where they were like, right Brady, that's it, you're done. And then they simultaneously showed Gronk going, oh man, I just need one more catch. And then they cut back to Brady going, one more catch? Let's do this. And the commentators are there going, well, it's now, now time to find out who it is that actually runs that team. And Brady's on the field, so there's your answer. And it was like, yeah, like that was <laughs> ever up for debate. Speaking of the books, books wide receiver Mike Evans has played eight NFL seasons and has 1,000 yards receiving in every one of them. No one else can stake a similar claim at the outset of a career. My final stat is this. The AFC East champion Buffalo Bills land in the playoffs with a conference-best four-game winning streak. They also piled up nine sacks in Sunday's win, and up-and-down regular season is trending the right way at the right time. Stu, it's over to you. Okay, so first up from me, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase finished the regular season with 1,455 receiving yards, which is a new single-season Cincinnati record. Uh, second up, the Steelers outside linebacker TJ Watt matched Hall of Famer Michael Strahan's single-season sack record by finishing at 22.5 sacks. Strahan played 16 games in 2001 when Brett Favre helped him set the record. Watt appeared in 15 games this season and got no help from the Ravens on Sunday. Um, the, the next two stats are very short and for good reason. Uh, the Giants scored 26 points in total over their final four games. Um, I mentioned this to Paul yesterday. Can we give a... Can we give a a consideration to the Giants deciding to go quarterback sneak uh, on third third and nine on their own four-yard line. Uh, my favourite was when they cut to a guy in the crowd who was leaning over the railings, screaming abuse at the coach and the coaching staff. And uh, as I'm sure you'll know from, uh, from watching football on TV and other sporting events, you don't have to actually be able to read lips to work out what certain people are saying at certain times. It's not the most PG of things, and he was tearing them a new one. And quite rightly so. Which uh, which genius came up with that play? <laughs> anyway. And, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, massive totals... Meanwhile, the Jets mustered four first downs and 53 total yards in their final performance of the season. And that's it from me. Ah, to be a New York football fan. So, we will finish off the stats with 
we did cover this briefly during the Week 18 roundup, but the Jaguars might have created the most chaos in Week 18, but they also remain the league's worst team and will pick number one overall in the draft for the second straight year. Safe to say they won't be taking a quarterback. Question. If you haven't been paying attention to the Tennessee Titans, shame on you. Their next road trip will either be in the 2022 regular season or to Super Bowl 56 after they strap down the AFC's first round bye and home field advantage on Sunday. Now we're running back Derrick Henry has two more weeks to prepare his surgically repaired foot to cut to complement an underrated defence that always seems ready. Nobody should be eager to go to Music City this month. With the Cardinals limping into the field, breaking a six-year drought, every NFC team has participated in the Super Bowl tournament at least once since 2016, when the New York Giants and Detroit Lions last qualified. The New York Jets maintain the league's longest playoff drought, one that extends to 2010, followed by the Broncos. Denver, which hasn't returned since winning Super Bowls 50, following the 2015 season, fired coach Vic Fangio on Sunday morning. We will come to the other casualties of the head coaching roundabout in a moment. But finally, the 2021 playoff lineup features seven of 12 teams that didn't participate the year previous. Those are the Arizona Cardinals, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Dallas Cowboys, the Las Vegas Raiders, the New England Patriots, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the San Francisco 49ers. Just that thing on the Vegas, on the Vegas Raiders, I believe there's another stat that the, uh, the guy who is the current interim head coach is the first interim head coach to take a team into the postseason. So, fair play. I think his name yeah. is Rich Bisaccia. Yeah, saw that. Um, so, the teams that are currently looking for a new head coach are the Denver Broncos, as previously mentioned, the Chicago Bears, and the um, Minnesota Vikings, after the uh, the Bears-Vikings both um, ditched head co- head, their head coaches, so the, uh, the Bears fired Matt Nagy, the Vikings have got rid of Mike Zimmer, um, Obviously, Jacksonville Jaguars sacked uh, Urban Meyer earlier on in the season. Did you uh, did, did 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 you see where he's gone? Straight back to a college role by any chance? No, <laughs> no, he'll That's be true. he'll be enjoying the uh, the sun in Miami because he's been picked up by the Miami Dolphins. Urban Meyer. Interesting. Um, the the last the last head coach that has been speaking of the Miami Dolphins, surprisingly enough, was Brian Flores, which came as a bit of a shock, personally, because like I say, they've they've got they've got a good record against the uh, the Patriots, which in that division is massive, um, but. Uh, he ended with he ended his three years as a, with a twenty four and twenty five record. So obviously he's got about a fifty a fifty percent win ratio. But he'd had back to back winning seasons. Um, 
yeah, just a bit of a strange one. That I, I would have thought he was uh, he was pretty safe for uh, for the majority of, uh, of his time there. But yeah, strange. So uh, there's still there's still question marks over the Giants' head coach. There's rumours that he might be uh, he might be getting the bullet, and there's other head coaches who were probably uh, feeling the heat under their uh, cheeks, shall we say? But um, yeah, that's the that's the current. Uh, coaching situation in the NFL and that puts a nice bow on the uh, 2021 regular season and sets us up nicely for the postseason indeed playoff football playoff football so that's the season done I've been saying it for 18 weeks and uh, now it's uh, now it's actually here so, a lot less games to predict. We've got our league champion who is uh, stepping up to predict for the guest, which feels only right in a lot of ways. Um, and uh, I know I've sent my picks in already. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dip into what those picks look like for the first week of the playoffs so our playoff push opens with the Las Vegas Raiders travelling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals now even though they obviously had a tremendous last second win to get into the postseason we've all given the Raiders exactly the same chance of extending their season which is zero percent apparently as we have all gone for a Bengals win I can only presume that is based around Joe Burrow coming off the coming off back-to-back huge yardage games Jamar Chase being a bit of a monster Joe Mixon being a good running back probably just got a better team in general than the Raiders to be honest with you um we continue on the Saturday slate of games with the New England Patriots travelling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Hopefully the weather will be a bit more conducive to some actual football this time, rather than just seeing Matt Jones throw three attempts. Um, but we have all gone for the Bills to get the win in this one. We then move on to the Sunday slate of games. So we have the uh, Andy's favourite for the entire tournament, the Philadelphia Eagles, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, me and Stu have gone for the Buccaneers to win this one, whereas Andy just said, Eagles for the title, yeah? I don't believe that's true. Oh, no, sorry. I think he's put the Bucs down to to win this one. Um, strange, that. But, yeah, I, I think it's... Of the six games, I'd argue it's probably the most... It's probably the, the safest bet that the books will take care of business there. But then again, the um, NFC East teams seem to be Brady's kryptonite of sorts. Obviously, the Giants have beaten the Patriots twice in the uh, in the Super Bowl and the Eagles beaten the other time. Uh, so, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Uh, we continue with the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Dallas Cowboys in what could be the... Uh, Sneaky, sneaky good game of the uh, of the slot for me. Um, 
Both myself and Andy have backed the Cowboys to get the win, whereas Stu is feeling hot for the 49ers. Might be something to do with the fact that he's uh, he's rode Debo Samuel to his maiden fantasy title this season. It, it may it may well be. I, I just I don't know that there was two games in the whole lineup. Uh, one of which was the the, the Bills Pats game, and and this one. And I just I, I feel like there's going to be one that's just going to derail. <laughs> and uh, rather than picking the, I couldn't bring myself to pick the Pats, so I'll pick the Forty Nineers in this one. There's usually one game that doesn't go to script, so it wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers get the result there. But I still think the Cowboys will just have, they'll have just enough to get them to get the uh, to get the win there. I also like you. You also as well. Yes, I have rode Debo all season, but I've also had three Cowboys in my team, and I know how literally how hot and cold they blow. So they've had a, they've had a few good weeks with some big points scored. Um, I just I don't see that carrying on. So. Watch this space, watch this space, you never know. Like I say, strange things have happened. Um, we then go with uh, potentially Big Ben Roethlisberger's last ever game as a Pittsburgh Steeler, when he will travel to Kansas City with his team to take on the Chiefs. Um, we all seem to think it will be Big Ben's last game, and as me and Andy have commented on previous weeks, it probably should have been his last game about 365 days ago. Um, but <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Yeah, no surprises. We've all gone for the Chiefs to get the win here. And then closing out with, the I think I believe, the very first Monday night playoff game, we have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Now, this is another one that's split opinion on here. So both myself and Stu have gone with the Rams to win this one, whereas Andy has taken the Cardinals. I'd say of the... Of the 14 teams going into the postseason, I'd say these are probably two of the most difficult ones to call because the Cardinals have absolutely just stumbled into the postseason. I think they've, they've gone something like seven, two and seven in their nine games down the stretch, or something ridiculous like that. They've, yeah, they have not been, they have not looked great. Let's be honest, and the Rams just Matthew Stafford just can't. He just can't stop throwing the ball away. He's always giving the ball to the to the defense and so that. So I think the Rams will just have a, they'll have just enough on the day. But it's another one. It wouldn't surprise me if the Cardinals took care of business there. So six points to play for. I've I've just reset the game, so we're basically all starting on zero on this one. So myself, Andy, and then Stu taking on the position of the guest. Um. So we'll see how we we'll see how we go. One thing I did just want to do just before we finish, which we'll uh, so that that is that is basically the podcast done. One thing I did want to do is I'll just go through each of our Super Bowl predictions that we made was, at the start. I was just of the about to mention this. Um, obviously the the, the postseason awards haven't been sorted yet. That's normally sorted around the time around a week or so before the Super Bowl takes place. So our league MVP picks will not come up until that point. But at the start of the season, Andrew went for the Buccaneers and Chiefs to meet in the Super Bowl, with the Buccaneers winning and Tom Brady to be the MVP. I went for the Green Bay Packers and the Buffalo Bills to meet, with the Packers winning the Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers being the Super Bowl MVP. And Stu's basically combined 
mine and Andy's pick by going for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to play the Buffalo Bills with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the game and Tom Brady to be the MVP. Are you both happy with those picks and would you like to reassess at this point? No, I actually looked at putting money on this pick the other day um, because at this point in time, looking at the playoffs, I am even more sure that that will be the Super Bowl and that will be the outcome. <clears throat> um, I, I'm I'm okay. I think I think of the two. I think the Bills are probably looking a little ropier because um, the Chiefs seem to hit the hot streak at the right time. But I'll I'll stick with it. I'll I'll be a man of my word as well. So yeah, I mean I've 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 said it also. You know I've been I've been riding the Bills sort of train most of the season. So it feels a bit silly to to change my pick now. Obviously the Packers got the number one seed in the NFC uh, wrapped up. Um. I'd like to think it's not possible for them to keep getting the number one seed and not go to the not go to the big game. So maybe this will be the season where Aaron Rodgers gets his second ring. But who knows? So there you go, there you go, folks. There's there's another week done and dusted in the NFL, and we uh, we now go to the, the the interesting time where it's win or go home. Indeed. So that's it. Regular season's done. Playoffs begin. And it's the slow, steady slide to the Super Bowl. So there we go. Thank you, Stu, for taking time out of being a champion to come and join us to predict and guest predict. Thank you to my co-host for keeping us all on track. And thank you to you lovely listeners and watchers taking your time out of the day to listen to us talking about sports from a different country. That's it for this week. Join us next week as we talk playoff football. Until then, we're going to say goodbye and we will see you then. Bye-bye. So there you go. What do you think to that? Big congratulations to Stu on winning our fantasy league. And a big congratulations to you if you are one of our lovely subscribers. Wherever you get your podcasts, do consider subscribing. It's a big help to us, and it shows us all that love. That's it for this one. Join us next week for more player football. Until then, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.